Are you stuck in the cycle of being controlled by your food cravings? Are your cravings negatively affecting your thoughts, your moods, and your body? Do you struggle with low energy, digestive issues, chronic pain, weight gain, poor sleep, mood swings, and irritability? Maybe you're just plain overwhelmed and confused by all the health information you find online, giving you conflicting information about how and what to eat. We are going to silence the noise and end the confusion. Join me, Dr. Jana Joshu Grimm, and me, Elisa Keaton, for a 21-day sugar fast. Though the fitness and weight loss worlds have been borrowing this idea of fasting for some time now, it's first and foremost a spiritual discipline. You will learn how to delight in the spiritual discipline of fasting while healing your mind, your gut, and your body. Improve your health, increase your energy, decrease brain fog and body aches, and kickstart your body's ability to drop the extra pounds. This is not another fad diet that you will try and fail because it's not a diet, it's a fast. And we're gonna show you the difference and walk with you every step of the way. This 21 day sugar fast will give you the freedom you've been looking for. Sign up today. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. You just heard very, very exciting news. I've talked about it a few times here and there. I've hinted to the fact that we are moving towards a corporate fast together. Our 21 day sugar fast, a reset for your mind, gut, and body is, a, is open now. You can sign up today for any donation amount. I highly, I would love and appreciate 20 bucks for the 21 days, less than a dollar a day. Um, but we'll take anything because we want everyone to, to consider joining this challenge. Now, it's the first time we've ever done a, a challenge like this. You know, scripture says that everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial. Everything's permissible, but we don't wanna be mastered by anything. Paul is addressing the Corinthians who are using their liberty they now have in Christ to actually destroy the, the gift that we have received in Christ. And it's really, really easy to do that now with the access we have to all kinds of foods. Uh, foods that have been modified and changed through the years. And hear me when I say, uh, it's modern convenience, it's a blessing, but when it's all we're living on, we need a reset. Um, we need a reset, <laughs> and I'll, I'm gonna be straight up with you, it's not gonna be easy. A fast is not, it's not a diet, so there's that, let's just put that on, a, let's just ex take that off the table, but it will do what a fast is called to do. Read Isaiah 58, what is the purpose of a fast? to break the yoke of oppression, to humble ourselves before a God. And so we're excited. It's the first time we've ever done this challenge. I'm not alone. Dr. Jana Joshua Grimm is gonna spearhead the, the gut side, really telling you what is going on in your gut. So if you suffered, you heard that intro, aches, pains, mood swings, uh, gassy, bloatiness. I have my own personal story there that 
I can share with you. I, I'm passionate about this because I personally had to go through a fast like this about three years ago and it reset me. And it had more to do with the emotional pain that I was carrying in my gut, the disappointments, the hurts, than it had to do with the food. I just had to turn my face to the Lord and he did tremendous things in that time. So the signups are open today. You can go swipe up on the show notes, follow the link to join here. You have two weeks to join. So set a timer, set a reminder. You don't wanna miss it. Um, these challenges have been epic for us here. So many people get introduced to a new self that they are and this wonderful creator God that they've never considered how he rests and houses himself in our body and how we partner with or without him sometimes. So um, the signups will close on Friday, September 6th. We'll start on the 9th, but we want to close it on the 6th at 11.59 p.m. So don't, you can't tell me you didn't hear it. You've heard it here. Go do this so that you don't miss it if you know that this is, that you need this. And you guys, there is, there's power in numbers. Um, it doesn't equal value, but there's power when two or more come together and we're gonna be in it together. I'm gonna do it with you. <laughs> we're not gonna look for perfection. It's, we're gonna have to fight our flesh though together for 21 days. And you're gonna find out, oh my gosh, just drop the pin on where sugar has been mastering you. And you're gonna get such detailed information that will shift your awareness of yourself and your relationship with food um, in, a, in a whole new way. So I'm really excited about that. Tell a friend, share the image that you find over on the page. It's best when you do it in your own little community together. Okay, let's get going today. We're just gonna, just gonna move our bodies. I need to increase my faith, how about you? Let's do that today. Let's get the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Okay. So the revving the words that we're doing right now just means we're gonna move our bodies. We're gonna elevate our heart rate, our focus, right? Just, we're, but we're not trying to distance ourselves from our bodies. We're just trying to get in them, exert a little bit of effort, and seek the face of God. But let's all open our faces to God right now. If you're outside, maybe consider turning your face towards the sun. Just let the warmth fall on your face. <laughs> Some of you might have to run backwards <laughs> or shuffle to do that. Some of you are working out in your garage. Go find the sun, do some jumping jacks. Something about that tangible touch of warmth. The sun is not God, <laughs> but it's a created part of God has created for us warmth. light, exposure, don't, don't dismay the exposure. We want to be exposed. God, search us. So Holy Spirit, 
because you are the active force of God, we're saying, come have your way in us, through us. <laughs> we need more of you. Fill us. Fill us to the full. Jesus, thank you for making the Holy Spirit available to us. Thank you that you knew that you had to go so better could come. Help us to have faith, God, that the Holy Spirit is everything we need as we remember what you did on the cross, Jesus. You sealed the grave, conquered sin and death. And Father God, all of this, this incredible story is under your leadership, your authority, your creativity, so that we would return home to you and know you. But we need the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Take us home. Bring us back to ourselves. In Jesus' name. Amen. So today's workout is just move. It's an endurance one. I like the endurance ones because you just have to trust yourself. You have to listen to your body. I love the intervals too, hear me. But if you feel you always need an interval, I worry that you're really addicted to the adrenaline kick. You know, like, or you're addicted to the, it's not good if it doesn't hurt. That's not true. That's why endurance, just settle in and call it good. <laughs> call it good. Turn off your calorie counters, your heart rate readers. Even if you got to, who cares about closing your ring? Who cares? Forget it. Just move. Start just swirling around with the Holy Spirit that is delighting over us, brooding over us. Okay. We're going to jump over to scripture. Now that you got a nice steady heart rate somewhere between on a scale of 1 to 10, everyone here for the rest of the class above a 6. Above a 6, holding a 6, 7. Maybe an 8, but that's lactic threshold. Some of you, if that feels right for you, not striving, then do it. All right. I'm going to read from Hebrews. It's a piece of scripture that I don't know. I just think the Lord's saying, stay here, park it. 
park it. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. So if you've been like, oh, she's already talked about this, I'm talking about it again. Here we go. Hebrews 11, one. But we're gonna go past verse three, so don't worry. <laughs> if you only had three verses in Hebrews, I would read Hebrews 11, one through three over and over. Write it on your note cards, post-it notes. Put it on your fridge, car, computer. Verse one. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Things that are seen were not made out of things that are visible. Go back and listen to the podcast, Quantum Physics Jesus. I'll make your faith real in about 30 minutes. There is an unseen world that has created everything seen. And it's a weird, wacky world. It's hard to understand. And it lines up perfectly with Isaiah 55. It says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, so are my thoughts. And he's God. Faith. The author and perfecter of our faith. And by faith, because of this faith, this love, this God, everything was created. His heart is inclined to you because he knows you need faith. You don't need more flesh. You don't need more force. Faith. Just, I'm gonna go quiet. Move your feet. Breathe through your mouth and nose. Relax your shoulders. Lift your head. And stir up some faith for the unseen, the things you hope for, the assurance that God says, I got it. I'm with you. I hear you. I want that too. little brain science because your brain is making your body move right now you know that right <laughs> the fact you can 
be reasonable about this. In fact, you came to your senses. Your mind renewed itself in God's faithfulness, in His voice. Faith comes up higher, reasons, has peace. It's seated at the right hand of God. Faith, higher. Right now, your brain, as you think about these things, and you're reasonable about what and who you put your hope in, you're accessing your prefrontal medial cortex, the high place of your brain. Behavior therapists, neuroscience, they'll call it the high tower. It's the place you come up to and you get new perspective. You can look around, right? In the valley is where I'll be, I'll lose reasoning. I'll forget everything when I'm staring down the barrel of the enemy's gun. I'm fearful, panicked, and I'm forgetful. And that, the fear, unbelief, the opposite of faith, happens down in your limbic brain. It's your earliest part of your brain, developed in utero, And it is just so crazy how God sets this up. That isn't until we're in our mid-twenties. After we're, there's a reason we grow up and stop doing stupid things of our youth. Because we're not so stupid. The brain isn't as broken. Come on. Now for some of us, we're still doing stupid things. But we can now reason ourselves up higher. Faith, up high. Fear, down low. Survival instincts, all fear. Selfishness, pain. The idolatry of our pain. The retelling the story over and over and over and over of why, or what, or who, or how happens in that limbic brain, the fearful part of us. It's called the smoke detector, by the way. That part of our brain, all it does is signal danger, danger, danger. And it's that danger that God's saying, hey, snap out of it. Come higher. You are now in the valley, and I've prepared a table. Your enemies all around, sit down and eat. Pull a chair up, because I'm serving up a fresh plate of faith. And let's, let's make your enemies watch you eat faith. Speak faith. Remember. What made all this? Faith.
everyone right now just give them a prayer of faith say it out loud speak faith over your situation faith over your thoughts faith over your feelings do that now you have to put words to it but it's by words speaking those energy waves it's, it's the PA system of heaven gets shout gets turned up over all of hell speak faith to do that all the time yesterday I received some very scary dangerous destructive news Whew. and I would like to thank you all all of our training all of my consuming of the word which God knew this was coming and he's been increasing my appetite for the word because it's through his word my faith increases so you can't have faith without the word what are you believing in what history of God is the certainty of your future so instead of panicking <laughs> re reacting I just stayed in my body, rounded my feet in my kitchen, and took my brain higher right away. Right away. I didn't have no time to delay. And as the person was still speaking, I smiled, and under my breath, I begin to pray my father in heaven thank you thank you that you are high and above this thank you that the greater is the army of God than that of man thank you and I just went there I'm telling you one kept me from sinning two kept the seatbelt of faith on me so I didn't fly out of the car because this car's going somewhere the destination <laughs> heaven on earth let's go So some of you right now know you need more of God's Word come on if you can scroll your phone you can take two minutes to meditate to think about God you guys we're gonna need this it's not just some sort of religious 
thing to do. It is oxygen. Oxygen. Come on, Navy SEALs. I'm telling you, this ministry, if you're doing this, you are not the faint of heart. You are the faithful of heart. You want this. <laughs> you're craving it all the way down into your marrow. So eat, feast on his word, nibble on his word. <laughs> Some of you just need a feeding tube and you're on milk. Fine, don't despise it, but don't plan on staying there. You're gonna learn to eat meat. You're gonna learn to cut into pieces of scripture that feel like, <laughs> like a Fred Flintstone size piece of steak and you think I, I don't know if I can digest this it's so much it's also feels like it's just too hard to chew but did you know your body was created to metabolize things like this is why it's better to eat your food than drink your food yeah we're gonna talk about that, what our guts were meant to do in the 21 day sugar fast. It's all spiritual, you guys. Spiritual. From the spirit realm flows everything concrete and seen. All right, let's continue in Hebrews. And let's. We're going to hit a few of these characters up. Let's just let them tell their story to us. Let's let them tell their testimony. This testimony of how someone else encountered God, obeyed God, pleased his heart. It causes our spirit to stand up on the inside and say, I want some of that. I want to do that. Because you're made for it. Every human is made for this. But they try to find it without the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Verse 4. By faith. Think about that for a second. By faith, not what he saw, but what he heard. The whispers of God. By faith. Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Come on. Cain. Abel and Cain, two brothers. Come on, right there. Some of us live in the shadow of a sibling, believing that they're better, God loves them more, they're the product, they're, they're the chosen one. Oh, so weird. I'm telling you, find me any family with two or more children, and this lie will be present. I've got two kids, boy and a girl, and they're often 
saying to me, Mom, who's your favorite? Right? Even if it's in joking. They just want to know, how close to your heart am I? It's like when the disciples come to Jesus and say, we want to sit at your right hand. It's like we just want to know, we want to secure our spot on the team. So Cain and Abel had this tension, two brothers. Two brothers who worked the field. And it says in Genesis 4 that in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portion. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. Now hear this. It just means Cain brought the bare minimum. <laughs> Cain only had faith within his comfort zone. And even then, I bet, he, given a chance, probably wouldn't do it. Cain <laughs> had a religious heart. He was leveraging God. He was making his payment, you know? Just making a payment. But Abel was able to live in this faith that I'm not, only, I'm not just gonna give God my scraps, I'm gonna give him my, my best portions of fat, livestock. This is valuable. Abel was willing to bring everything of value. He didn't just do the bare minimum. Come on, Rev. Come on, this is us. We're not minimal people. We're extravagant. We're extravagant with our love. This is why we train. We're extravagant. Someone hits me on one cheek, turn to the other. It's why I've trained. <laughs> Someone asks for my coat, give them all of it. Listen, I'm still growing in this, you guys. My faith, or my fear brain, tells me there, you need to protect yourself, because no one else ever has. So, just do the minimum. Abel was extra. Abel brought extra. Abel knew there's no scarcity in the kingdom. Cain didn't know that. Fear will never tell you, hey, there's gonna be more than enough. But faith takes a little boy's lunch and makes a feast. Able, be able, come on. some space open wide come on hey 
<laughs> Laugh. Let joy come out your pores. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It may look like a reason to think small, to live small, to hide out in the cave. No. Faith. So good. It's true. That that line right there. Nothing as strong as the blood. Come on. I'm, I'm so mesmerized lately on I gotta keep my eyes on the cross. The price that Jesus paid, the punishment that was upon him that brought me peace. And his by his wounds, I'm healed. His wounds are the permission. It's my VIP access to the higher thoughts of my mind, to the unseen realm, to faith. I put my faith in him, my faith in his work, not my own. Let's keep going, verse five. By faith, everyone say by faith. Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. And before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Come on. Those who please God will not taste death. That's all. That's all Enoch is reminding us. Hey, and there's nothing really special about Enoch. I tried to study and learn. Nothing's really, you know, he didn't, he didn't kill the prophets, slay 500. He didn't battle an army. He didn't do anything purple-hearted. He just was a man who pleased God. And God said, I'm gonna pick you to do something I've never done with anyone else. You're not gonna taste death. Yeah, come on. All we know is that he pleased God. And I love this is what the next verse says. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. That he rewards those by faith. We believe that. Faith, we believe. This is going to be worth it. This is going to be worth it. Everyone, I need you to just say that over and over. This is going to be worth it. The word reward. I love this. It means recompense. 
he is not going to let the enemy sit with his plunder in his camp. We hear this all the time. The Lord restores the riches. He, he's going to have to give that back. He's going to have to give it back. It doesn't belong to him. And that's the thing. If he can convince you that it's his, then you will slide down into your fearful brain. <laughs> and like Gideon, go run and hide in caves and use, use a wine press to thresh wheat. You will use proper things improperly in fear. Fear. Recompense. You will be paid back. And if you know the book of Job, Job's riches were restored and increased. This is it, friends. Do you have the faith for this reward? Do you have the faith that pleases his heart and says, you give and you take away, but I know you won't leave it on the takeaway. I know because your word tells me and I'm gonna stand on your word, God. I'm standing on your word that my faith pleases you and that you reward those, you bring payback and recompense to those who seek you. So here I am, God, seeking you. Here I am, worshiping you. Everyone, you wanna know what pleases the heart of God? Worship. Worship, and worship doesn't mean song, dance, clap. It is part of that. It just means I refuse to give the enemy my attention. Ain't got time for that. I, God, you have captivated my mind. You have captivated my heart. You have raised me up. I am your child. I belong in your home. And your family rules tell me, <laughs> eat a meal, rest, have fun, cry, <laughs> weep, mourn, dance, let it all out. Everything in the family house of God. He doesn't send you to your room to work it out. He comes to your room and says, let's talk, come on. I wanna hear it and I want you to remember that you please my heart and that enemy will pay for this. I will deal with him. Oh, and by the way, I've already dealt with him. He's just barking. Let him bark. Together, my son, my daughter, We'll put him to open shame. We need the world to see right now. We need a story. We need to see this loss so you can be acquainted with the sufferings of many, so your heart can be tender towards those who hurt, because you're hurting. This is doing a work in you, my child. <laughs> and it will not stay this way. It will not. So come on, look at all that I have that is yours. I'm with you. 
Let's sing, let's dance. Eventually we will sing and we will dance. We will celebrate. Because that's what's going on in the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy. I'm going quiet for about two minutes. Be rewarded. Please his heart. Be rewarded. Stop focusing on the loss. Set your eyes on the author and the perfecter of your faith. This is a faith story. You are a faith story. Building a relationship again, just me and you. We're building a relationship again, just me and you. It's not about the job I have. It's not about the friends I have. It's not about the house I have or the social status I have. It's about me and you We're building a relationship again Just me and you Cause you're building my faith up again Good job. Okay, so the rest of our time together, I'll tell you the music is gonna support you kind of mellowing out even more. Um, again, don't miss the reward in exchange for the calorie count. Because if we can get your mind healthy, you're gonna make great choices today. <laughs> And I believe that by faith, you're gonna make choices. You're gonna to continue to please the heart of God. So yeah, you can go for the calorie burn for the next 10, 15 minutes. But if it's at the sake of you being present, you're, you're living in your smoke detector brain. Come on up. Make some space, all right? Faith, not flesh. Hey, and just a side note, should you decide to do the sugar fast with us, listen up, everyone. Listen good. Your flesh is gonna bucket. And remember, flesh is connected to fear. So you're gonna start to fear, what if? What about this in my diet? Well, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? Would you do me a favor? Notice that? And then come higher. Nope, this is a faith thing. Okay, God, let me open up your word. Let me breathe. Let me pray. I can tell you right now, the people that are gonna not like this fast are those who think it's a diet. Those who are so focused on their stomachs 
on the size of their pants or even so focused on their physical condition that they lose sight that there's something off in our spirits we're just a little off so come higher reason because whenever we talk about food in this ministry people get funny <laughs> it's like they lose their reasonableness they become lemmings well, what are you eating well maybe I should eat like that well, what are you eating maybe I should eat like that instead of God instead of hey flesh shut up faith spirit Holy Spirit your word says that you will lead me into all truth that you are my wonderful counselor my kind dietitian <laughs> inside this fasting moment what does it look like for me to have faith and eat in the presence of my enemies listen the flesh is not your enemy it's just a tool for the enemy or a tool for God choose all right let's keep studying open your face open your heart verse 7 by faith Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen ah, and reverent fear this is a holy fear not a selfish fear it's a worshipful fear it's a it's a fear that says oh my gosh you are so wonderful <laughs> it makes takes your breath away in reverent fear Noah constructed an ark for the saving of his household by this he he condemned he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith you inherit all of the kingdom through faith you're an heir of faith when you remember the work of the cross when you when we say the name Jesus can we just for a second remind ourselves he's not Santa Claus he's a savior he's a, a warrior a shepherd he's everything he's fully God in the flesh who came and showed us the way to, fr to freedom to restoration and it's doing the will of God being in the Father's house talking praying with the Father speaking like our Father and because Noah was a man who, who did an unseen he lived like you know he lived ahead of his time just let's all just meditate on a second on this crazy call Noah 
in the middle of this desert, build an ark. I'm gonna ask you this question. <laughs> what thing is God asking you to do? What faithful act looks like a boat, a big boat in the middle of a desert? Like it doesn't belong here. What thing will ridicule you? What will become the town gossip? Because he wants to save you and your family. Listen, I got a lot of Noahs here. I just know it. I know I have a lot of first generation faithful people that are desperately wanting all their family in the ark saved. But before they can be saved, build the ark. Do what God's called you to do. Be who God's called you to be. love strange people <laughs> the stranger your dream <laughs> the higher your hopes the weirder <laughs> your call come to my table sit down and eat I want to talk I want to pray I want to believe I want to I want to believe I want to be an early investor in your dream because I want to save families. Would you all pray for my family right now? Because I'm just going to straight up tell you, the enemy's trying to destroy it. <laughs> and I know he's trying to destroy yours too. Because if he can take out the family, he perpetuates his pain, his rejection. So come on, Lord. We trust you with our families especially all us first generation, all of us building boats. Some of you, you got in your grandma's ark. You got in your grandfather's ark. You got in your parents' ark. My parents, they got the supplies. They got the tools, the lumber, the hammer, the nails. They just never built it. Saved, yes, transformed. No. Transformed hearts do weird things, strange things. Build the ark, and many will be saved. Pick up the word, pick up the sword, pick up the saw, the hammer. Keep putting another plank of wood on your ark every day. Another plank. Come on, a little sweat of the brow, a lot of reward. A little sweat, a lot of reward. Let's finish with Abraham and Sarah. Verse eight, by faith, 
Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Can I get an amen? By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Hmm, there's family right there. Such faith to just go where God was saying go, not even knowing where that would be. That's blind faith. You know what I find that people with blind faith, they look over their shoulders and they pretty much don't see anything. <laughs> they see destruction. So they're willing to go anywhere with God if it's as long as it's not where they've been. You know? That's why Jesus can say to whom who is forgiven much, loves much, trusts much, puts on the blind, fold and goes. Verse 10, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Abraham, a nobody, called out of nowhere to go somewhere with God to do something generational shifting. As many as the stars in the sky, that will be your offspring, Abraham. God is still in the business of multiplying everyone. Some of you look around and go, well, I think God's, God's pretty pleased with everyone else. I don't know what I could add. <laughs> How about more light? More love? More truth? More hope? Saved souls living in the goodness of God rather than watching others live it. You teach them how to pick up a hammer, a sword, and operate the machinery of faith. Verse 11, by faith Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains the sand of the seashore. Do you see what faith does? It multiplies. <laughs> this tiny little thing is why Jesus says, if your faith was just as big as this mustard seed, the smallest of seeds, just this big, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted. You could say to this mountain, move. This is the faith of Hebrews 11. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you that your faith boggles our mind and it actually resets us for what we were created for. We thank you for our, our story, for our limbic smoke detector story. Because without it, we'd have no need for you. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to look over our shoulder and see, yeah, there was a lot of fire back here, but I'm gonna blindly follow faith because better is one day with you than a thousand elsewhere. Thank you, Father. So everyone, put your hands up. Posture yourself right now. I'm your fitness teacher. Posture your body, drop your shoulders, palms up, and say these words. God, thank you 
for increasing my faith. And now today I turn to live and withdraw from this faith. I will not fear. And I will come to your well often to be filled. Use me, God. Generations are on the line. And I'm ready to step forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, and amen, we proclaim. 